You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guided Goals Podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guided Goals Podcast. Our guest today is Julia Drake, and we're going to talk about getting media coverage for your passion project. Julia is the founder and co-owner of Julia Drake PR, a boutique literary publicity company that specializes in media campaigns, social media marketing, innovative book tours, author websites, and promotional videos. Welcome, Julia. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Deborah. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Do you want to share anything else about your background? Yeah, I mean, I think... um... You know, talking about guided goals, I think, you know, a big part of uh, your evolution, you know, as a person in, in your career, you know, I, I really believe that it should be organic and you need to just, you know, trust your your heart. And I think that was my journey. Um, you know, I, I came to the U.S. I was born in Germany and I came to the U.S. when I was 19 on an acting scholarship. And um, I just realized that I was a terrible actress, <laughs> but that um, I loved writing stories. And so I was writing stories for my classmates to perform. And I realized that I was much better suited for being behind the camera. And so that's how my writing background got started. Um, and then and I started writing and I just didn't know anything about the book world. And so I started writing with um, working with a couple of writers um, one of them being New York Times bestselling author Hope Edelman. I was got really lucky. And so I worked with her on her book and um, she had other friends and I just kept working on books, more and more books. And at some point it was like, wait, you don't have your own company? And I said, <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I should have my own company. And so that's kind of how I got started with, with book PR. Um, but it really came from a place of just realizing that I love telling stories. So and, that's, uh, yeah. And it evolved from something you loved into something you loved even more, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And now, I mean, we've worked with over 200 clients from New York Times bestselling authors to self-published authors, Um, you know, and from diehard novelists to writer entrepreneurs who see books more of an extension to their to their business. So it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Entrepreneurs need to be scrappy and they need to do a lot of things themselves. And I think one of the most difficult things is to get coverage for themselves, because especially as as people who work with other people i i coach writers and entrepreneurs i help them complete their set goals and pursue their passion projects and i'm like a a touchstone i'm touchstone cheerleader uh, project manager etc etc and it's i don't want to say it's really easy to toot someone else's horn but when it comes to tooting your own horn i think that's where people are a bit more challenged would you yeah. Agree? Yes, I think that's absolutely true. I, I definitely, if I had to promote 
myself, um, I think it would be much harder. You know, it's so nice to brag about other people. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely true. So what do you recommend? Oh, let's start with that then. So what do you recommend for people who aren't used to talking about themselves and promoting themselves? What are some things that they can do to get started to get into that mode? Well, I think there are two things. You know, number one, I think it's important to talk about how the media landscape has changed. Um, you know, it used to be that, um, that you know, coverage in one of the legacy outlets like the New York Times, you know, Los Angeles Times, big newspapers or big TV shows, you know, really made the difference. Um, but now because of the digital revolution, you know, our media consumption and, and the way we, you know, we, we find media, you know, media that we like to consume has become completely digitized and fragmented. You know, it's almost like we can now completely customize the experience that we want to have. And I think what that means for um, for getting media coverage, you know, is that you really need to think of media as people, you know, they also wake up in the morning with their hair messed up, they have to take their kids to school, you know, they worry about deadlines, you know, and, and social media has made it now so easy to establish connections with these people like real connections, and really have a relationship with them before you reach out to them to cover your product or your business or you know, whatever it is. And I think that's really, that's the place you need to come from. You know, you really need to come from, number one, building a community around you of people that are like-minded and that are interested in, in your content and servicing them, you know, not being like, this is me, you know, but really saying like, how can I serve, you know, how can I serve you? That's number one. And once you have that community, you know, then it's really about finding the right media um, that are interested in what you have to say. And, and it's really a relationship. So you don't feel like you're reaching out to them saying, you know, it's all about me and I'm so great. But it's kind of saying, hey, I'm reaching out to help you because I know you're writing these types of stories. And I think mine would fit perfectly, you know, into your beat. So that's really, I think, what has changed a lot. Um, and I think in my, you know, in my company, you know, it used to be that that traditional media coverage was the most important, you know, we would that's what we would focus on. But now we do pitch a lot of media contacts via Twitter or Facebook, you know, or whatever, you know, social media hub that they frequent. And they're very responsive because it's not such a, you know, hello, I'm this and this, you know, but it's just kind of a one liner, you know, and tease them with with that. And then they check you out. And then, you know, it's just something that evolves. So I think that's, I think it has become easier, actually, to to make connections with media and to actually get high tier coverage. So that's good. <laughs> so what would you recommend? Because you said you want to find the right people. So how does somebody find the, and I know this sounds so general, but it is. No, that's so, so how would someone go about finding the right person to cover them? Right. So, so I call it the wanted list. And that is really the first step in getting media coverage is figuring out, you know, who are the people that you want to reach. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, there, there are various ways. I think, you know, one thing that I use is I use something like Flipboard or News 360 or Feedly, you know, to kind of figure out, you know, who are the people that write in my interest areas, you know, and I check that every day. And that's where you can see, you know, who are the people that, that, that write the type of stuff where they might be interested in, you know, my business or my product. 
So that's one way of finding those people. Um, you know, there are also services, you know, like Bulldog Reporter, or there are services that, you know, where you, you can search, you know, by interest areas, and they're going to spit out, you know, media contacts and radio and um, newspapers and TV, you know, that fit your, your interest area. So there are, there are a lot of different ways, but honestly, I mean, I go I go onto Google and I just say, you know, the top ten magazines, women's interest magazines, or you know the the you know the the top top three you know gardening shows or whatever it is. I mean, that's the amazing thing with Google; you can pretty much find anything and anyone. <laughs> so, so I think that's a good start. Um, the other thing that helps too is if you know, well, you need to know who your competitors are. Then look at where where did they where did they get covered? You know, if there's someone where you feel like this is the person I want to be in ten years, look at where they're getting covered. You know, and work your way toward that. Okay, so just to recap, so the first thing is to find like a reader service. So you have articles coming to you to read every day, so Correct. you have an idea of who the authors are that are covering your topic. The second, it would be to use a service like Help a Reporter, and I'll have all the links in the show notes, where you're getting a list of reporters looking for stories that you can respond to. Yeah. The third thing is uh, Google search. So search for the top whatever you want to get on in your industry, and then pursue from there. And then the fourth is to see... to. Google your competitors and, and then look under news and see where they're being placed. Exactly. And, and then you want to, for most of these, especially except for the ones where the reporters are coming to you, you want to see who the people are, not just the publication, right? Correct. It's, it's, yeah, it's about the people, you know, not necessarily publications, just because you know, now what has happened too is that it used to be that it was all about the editorial editorial meeting. So, so reporters or staff writers didn't really have a lot of leeway in terms of what they were writing. But now because of, you know, the digital revolution, again, you know, there really are no editorial meetings anymore. People just publish whenever, you know, they're ready. They might shoot it by their editor. But so there's more freedom for them to really jump on a story if they're interested. So it's really more about focusing on the people, not so much the publications. Okay, so you find the people. I have my hit list of like 10 people who I know are just dying to write a story about me or my business. Now what do I do? What's next? Now, now Now you have to really look at your platform and whether you're ready. It's basically like you know, are you ready to go out on this date? You know, you want to look your best when you go out to these people because you know that they're going to check you out, right? So one of the things that also has to do with the digital revolution is that now it used to be that editors at publications or radio shows, whatever, that they they put out the content that they thought their audience was interested in. And now it has completely changed. Now, because of social media, it's about what can we put out that is going to get us the most shares, you know, the most social buzz and all of that. So, which is why when you reach out to media now, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to look at your platform and see whether you have a presence because they're thinking, okay, if I write the story about this person and it's super interesting maybe, but they don't have any followers and no one has ever heard of them, then they won't be able to help me to get that story out. So, so I really feel like before you reach out to these people, really, really um, focus, you know, three to four months. I mean, just 
just have something that when people look at it, they say, you know, this person is really serious and they know what they're talking about. So that I would say that's, you know, in terms of the, the macrocosm, that's step number two, you know, really look at what you got, you know? <laughs> so, and, and I think, and once you have that and you feel comfortable, you know, you, f- you feel like, you know, there's really something there, you have a social media presence, you know, you have a website, um, you know, there's, there's credibility there. Then the next step, um, is to basically uh, figure out what your pitch is. You know, what what is it? I mean, do you want your get your business covered, or do you have a book, or you know, what is the what is the news angle here? And um, you know, one of the things that that we definitely have realized that even if you write something that's fiction, or you know, it's all about current affairs. People are all about current affairs. So no matter wh- whether you know what kind of product you have or business, you have to you have to know what's going on in the news, and you have to somehow tie it into that. Um, so that's, that's one angle, you know, that's one part of your pitch. And then the other part is what I always do. And I think that's really helpful is that, you know, you have your wanted list, right? Then you pull these people up and you look at their face and, and you look at their writing and you figure out, you know, what are they all about? And that will really help you craft your pitch because you basically want to write to them in a way that they write. So it, it, you know, it really reflects, you know, who they are as a person. And that's really helpful. Um, so that really helps you to to write a pitch that's very concise and you know and that's personalized, and it's all about personalized pitches. Yeah, I mean that's you know there's no like mass press releases or any of that. It's just it doesn't fly anymore. It just doesn't. So you know that's just a waste of time. You know, so it's really about uh, quality versus quantity. Do you have an example of some of someone that you've looked at? said, okay, this person writes about X, I'm going to pitch them X. An example? Yeah, an example just from your experience of, uh, because, I mean, you wrote to me, Deb, I see you're doing a podcast. I would love (laughs) to talk about one of these three things, which I guess that's a good example. Do you have another one? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, any... Any pitch that I send out, it's always about, oh, I saw you wrote this article or, you know, even go even a little bit further. I mean, for example, you know, there's a writer at the New York Times and, you know, she writes for the Motherload, um, which is, you know, a big blog on the New York Times. But, you know, she also has her own blog where she writes about her children and her experiences. And so I had a client whose experiences, uh, you know, mirrored kind of what what this reporter was going through and my client had a new book out so I didn't only write her oh I really like your articles on Motherlow but I was able to go one step deeper and really talk about you know I've I've read your your blog and and I know what you've gone through with your son and you know my client had this and that so it really was a much more personal pitch and she literally replied within two minutes so it's really about the, the, you know, really getting into what drives people, you know, and because I think there's one of the, one of, you know, one part is their job, obviously, they want to do their job well, but the other part is their life, their emotional, you know, their emotional inner life. And if you can tap into that, you know, then you're, you're golden. Are there mistakes people make when they're pitching and trying to get coverage? Yes. Um, I would say number one is, uh, and I, I call it the pissing puppy syndrome. And basically, because <laughs> you know when you see puppies and they get so excited and they're just like peeing all over the place. Well, it's that same thing with people <laughs> where 
they just, they don't, they're not patient enough and they just want to go out there. They just want to, you know, get their business, their product out there. And they don't think about that. They're not, that they're not ready, you know, whether their book isn't ready and it has in the first 10, you know, first 10 pages is at a hundred spelling errors or, you know, whether, you know, they, they reach out and then they forgot to pay for their domain name on their website and their website has just gone down. I mean, it's just, it's, it's basically like really make sure that, that, you know, that you're ready before you go out. That's one thing. Um, I think the other thing too is that people are not persistent enough. Um, you know, these media contacts are super busy and they will they will be really appreciative if you follow up with them. And so I think a lot of people, they send out one email and they never hear back and then they just assume, oh, you know, they weren't interested. And, you know, you really need to follow up at least, you know, three or four times and also that's, it's, I mean, it's not a trick, but it's something you should just be, uh, be doing. You know, when you send out your email, um, you can now with in Gmail and I think of with other email services too, you can track your email and you can track whether that email was opened or not. Um, and I do that with all my emails just because, you know, for a lot of journalists, their spam filters might be really high or they're just super busy. So sometimes you might send an email, and they just never get it. And so it's really important that you know, okay, they opened it. So that's kind of like the first clue to, okay, and, you know, they, they didn't respond. But then it could still be that they're interested, but they're on deadline and they maybe saved your email and maybe forgot to save it. So there's just many reasons why people don't respond. And I feel like if you know that you have a compelling story and you did your research, then you should totally be confident to, to follow up with them via email and then pick up the phone. And I know that's super scary, but... Um, but I really think like that's one thing in my business that, you know, I, I do all the time and I was so scared of it. I mean, it was just like I would get cold sweat and, and I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before. But, you know, you, you just it's like anything, you know, you just you just start doing it. And then all of a sudden you just realize that the person on the other end is a human being. Hey, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, you know, so follow ups. I think it's the other thing that that people forget about. This is so much information and it's really, <laughs> really, it, it's, it's very compact. I mean, I, I like my, my, my short shows because these are quick and easy things and you just gave people like a bunch of them, but that's okay. Yeah, um, there's a lot. <laughs> but j just what I'm hearing is though, so you go, you make your hit list, then you develop your website while you're developing relationships and watching these people on your list, and then you go out exactly. and pitch. Easy, right? That's it. You you summed it up perfectly. Easy. <laughs> exactly. What do, what about work life balance? Because that's a challenge a lot of entrepreneurs have, especially those like you running their own business. What do you do to make sure you're not always and only working? Um. Well, I think you have to be really disciplined. You know, with your time. And I think, well, I think what I do is that, you know, I make sure that after I've sat on my butt basically for, you know, however many hours that I get out and I get very physical. I'm, you know, very physical. I love the outdoors. So every day, you know, even though I feel like I'm on a deadline or whatever it is, I just make myself get up and at least walk around the block, you know, or do something, get outside. You know, there's something where if you step back from your computer, all of a sudden the world becomes so much bigger, you know? So I think that's, I think that's really important. Um, I also think our mobile devices will be the end of us if we don't, you know, if we don't implement certain rules. Um, 
you know, so for me, like after seven, my phone just, it just gets turned off. You know, I, I just, you know, no beeping, no noises, no, no, whatever, you know, it's just, you know, and yes, I've missed certain things sometimes because of that, but still, I feel like if I weigh that, um, you know, compared to what would happen if I had my phone on all the time, I'm like, "Eh, I think, I think I can live with that. (laughs) So I think that's another thing. Okay, so this is the part where I give a personal and professional goal so the people who are listening can take these great ideas and go onward. And I I think we'll, we'll do two personal goals because I like both of what you said, which is to take a walk around the block once a day, like every work day, and try it for a week and see what sort of impact it has on your life. Yeah. And then the other thing is to turn your – I don't expect people to actually turn their phones off, but maybe turn their – their phone on silent after seven or eight o'clock and also see how that impacts your life and make adjustments, but figure out a way to use these tips to give yourself more balance, right? Yeah. And I'm also going to do two professional goals because I, I love basically everything you said. So I Thank would you. say the, the first thing is to to make your hit list. So go and find 10 people that you want to do coverage on you or your business or whatever, and then start writing out pitches. Even if it's not yet time to send it, but keep an ongoing list of things about yourself that you can pitch when the timing is right. That's perfectly put because, you know, I feel like it takes a while. Once you write that first pitch, you let it sit a little bit, you know, it's, it's going to get better and better and better. So it's really nice to start early. So that's great comment. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts, any final kernels of advice that you want to share? (laughs) I just want to say how I'm so impressed with you and what you have created. You're an amazing entrepreneur and I'm just, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, tell you. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, and thank you, Julia Drake, Julia Drake PR, for these great tips on how to get coverage. And anyone who is listening out there, you can go to guidedgoals.com and read the show notes and watch or listen to the interview. And you can do it. I mean, even if you're not accustomed to tooting your own horn, get accustomed to it because that's what's going to get you out there and help making and help to make your business a success. So just go on out there and go for it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.